welcome to the nerd party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop. Punch it. Punch that shit. Let's punch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of Punch It. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is... Tristan Riddell. Tristan, how are you doing, buddy? Have the rigors of parenthood set in yet? You're looking a little, uh, unkempt, if you will. <laughs> now, okay, I, I told you that in confidence. How dare you bring that up in front of the audience? So, here I am. Okay, so today I'm, I'm on the second half of my paternity leave. And I get the next two weeks off, starting just a couple of days ago. And we, I had all these grand plans today. Like, we were going to go to the gardens. We were going to take the baby out. We were going to run some errands. We are going to go get some lunch. And then it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And we, we need to uh, podcast. And I'm just like, oh, crap. We do video chat while we podcast. I haven't shaved or showered yet. Not only have I not gotten anything on my list done or even left the house... But I am unkempt, and uh, thanks to you, the world now knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You're welcome. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's kind of funny because we've joked off and on in the past, like, it's the middle of winter, it's a gloomy day, I am not getting out of my pajamas, by the way, and you're just going to have to deal with it. We say these things to one another. You it's know, true. I don't know if I've seen you unshaven it's been a long time, let's put it that way. I can't think back to when the last time was. Well, if there was ever a time, it would be now. But uh, people keep asking me, you know, like, how, you know, how's life? You look well rested or, you know, like, or, or, or you know, like, are you sleepy? Are you tired yet? And it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's, uh, I'm, I'm sure cool. I need to, I'm sure I need to knock on wood, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's true. I mean, like, things are going well. Things are going great. And thank you, everyone, for your emails your tweets and uh, your Instagram posts and everything and all your well wishes towards uh, us bringing the baby home and uh, everything of that nature. Right on. Well, you do look fairly well rested, by the way, and I'm glad that parenthood has not completely like wrecked your, your sleep schedule and things like that. I mean, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, and I'm really happy that you have paternity leave. Not everybody gets that, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I think we talked about this a little bit before the baby came about how I couldn't even search paternity leave in Google. That's how bad it is in this country about how how poorly fathers are treated at jobs for their leave, for their family leave and everything like that. I could not search paternity leave in Google where it would say, did you mean maternity leave and i go no oh, google wow. I'll, I'll put it in quotes so that you can understand i put it in quotes and it said after i hit enter it said surely you meant maternity leave so that's what we're showing you it physically would not allow me to search paternity leave. wow i do not remember you telling me this maybe this was a nerd nuptial thing May yeah maybe it was a different podcast but oh my gosh that is that's just a level of pathetic I did not even realize that we were in in this country. I knew it was bad. I did not know it was that bad. Yeah. But thankfully wow. I work for a uh I work for a very great company. I, wor I work for uh 
just a, a phenomenal institution and uh, they have some fantastic benefits and one of them is four weeks of paternity leave that I can split up if I need to uh, fully paid so it's fantastic it's, wow. it's good I'm I count myself very lucky because I have a lot of friends out there who uh, whether they're uh, my age or even in, di- in a different country or I don't know just uh, in di- very different stages of life when they have to go through a medical situation or even go through a paternity situation they're like yeah I get three days for the birth and then I gotta go back to work it's insane yeah yeah I've worked jobs with fantastic benefits and I've worked jobs with practically no benefits and it is a huge difference between having decent benefits and nothing at all I mean it's a real struggle and so you're one of the lucky ones I'm very happy that you are I can completely empathize with anybody who's listening and saying well aren't you special because I've been there too it's not fun and yeah that's it's kind of a sad state that that's just not applicable to everybody now, speaking of, um, when you said the word benefits, I was thinking, for some reason, my brain started going towards the negative. Of, I was like, what's the opposite of a benefit? And I was like, oh, wait, the opposite of benefit is waiting for Star Trek Discovery for a few more months. Have you heard the news? Did you, did you hear those, that news a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. And that's not really that much of a surprise. And I'm not in a massive uproar about it. Just, it's going to come out when it comes out, you guys. We've been told, actually, it's going to be kind of like the fall of this year for some time now. This was not a huge surprise to me. Was it a surprise to you? Well, first they said it was going to be the new year, January. Then they said it was going to be the spring. And then Mm -hmm. they said, oh, no, it's going to be September. And so I am not mad at the show. I'm not even mad at CBS for changing the time. I'm mad at their marketing team. (laughs) now this we did talk about just a little bit in an earlier episode because they got us all hyped up and yes we were told january then may and now probably september ish i don't know we'll see you know the thing is though is when they released the news that they were going to start shooting in january i realized there's got to be so much post-production involved with this show it's not coming out anytime soon and you know what let them take the time. Let them do it properly. Give us a high-quality end product. Take all the time you need, guys, because I don't want half-assed Star Trek. I am all for that. And that's the thing is that like my indignation, my, my semi-righteous anger is in no way in contradiction to what you just said. Because from my perspective, like I, like I even talked about this online not that long ago where I said I was like, CBS, dear CBS, I'm behind you. I'm with you. Whatever you need to do to get it done, you need to do it. But even Star Trek fans can get exhausted. The constant give and take backs is beating people down. And they didn't start on the right foot to begin with, with Star Trek Discovery. With with the whole streaming and paying for it and not being on a major service and everything like that. And so to continually give and take away, give and take away, give and take away is a horrible, horrible PR and marketing nightmare that they really need to rectify. Because if they told us, okay, you're going to get new Star Trek in four years, I'd be like, whew, that is a long time. But okay, four years, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm ready for it. But if they told me, if they said, hey, it's going to be out tomorrow, I'd be like, holy crap, we're going to get new Star Trek tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and they're like, you know what? It's going to be a week from now. I'd be like, okay, cool. A week, not that long. And then they said, actually, it's going to be a month from now. I'd be like, make up your friggin' minds. (laughs) That is a good point to make. 
Now, as for the whole streaming thing, I, I was behind him on that. I don't know for sure if it's going to be a successful venture or not. But the fact that they are letting Star Trek lead the way of this platform, it does show some confidence in Star Trek. So, great. But yeah, the whole thing of pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. Yes, I do agree that that is a failing of the marketing department. If they were really uncertain about when this show was going to be ready, they really should have probably not given us that detailed of a time frame where yeah. maybe they should have just said initially spring 2017 and then, okay, we're hanging on. We know it's going to be a little ways out. We don't know if it's going to be April, May, June, July. And then if you have to go a little bit further, you say fall rather than September, you know, that's sort of a yeah, thing yes, exactly. <laughs> until you know that there's an absolute date because, yeah, you push it back and people are going to get angry. You push it up and people are pleasantly surprised. So give us kind of like the long term expectation before yes. getting our hopes yes. up and then ruining it, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> which is what I think you're saying. Yes, yes. So I agree. That was a massive failing on the part of CBS's marketing team, just for getting us all hyped up. And I do agree that as a Star Trek fan, you can milk us for all that this franchise is worth. You know that we will be there. We will show up. We will give you our money. But don't take advantage of us. Yeah, exactly. In every exactly. which way possible, because even though this is a rabid fan base. We have our limits. Yes, we have our limits. Thank you. So now all of that said... Uh, we should probably start the show. <laughs> Possibly. We're not talking babies. We're not talking Star Trek Discovery. We actually have a topic for today. So I suppose we ought to tell everybody what that is. And that is, is we're going to do a topic that we have talked about since the very beginning of this show. It was one of our very first ideas. And we're going to tackle it today. And that is, we're going to write the backstory of one of our favorite characters on the animated series, Bob's Burgers, and that is Teddy. He is one of uh, Bob Belcher's close friends, definitely the most frequent patron to Bob's restaurant. And Teddy is a handyman, essentially, knows a little bit about a lot of things, and whenever Bob needs something fixed, he calls on Teddy to do it. And aside from that... We know little things. We know that he was married to a woman named Denise. We know that his childhood uh, might have been, oh, I don't know, maybe not the greatest. He might have not had the best upbringing, especially with his dad. That's been mentioned in previous episodes. And aside from that, we don't know a whole heck of a lot. So why don't you and I flesh this out? Well, before we get into that, how about you tell me what you think of Teddy? Like when you first started Bob's Burgers... Uh, which wasn't that long ago, actually. Yeah. What did you think of Teddy? Because he's been with us since the beginning. I've always loved Teddy. I am always drawn to the semi-eccentric kind of characters. And uh, granted, all the characters on Bob's Burgers are a little bit eccentric. That's just kind of the world. But Teddy is even more eccentric. And I've always wanted to know more about why. And I have a feeling that might be one of the directions that we go in for today. And he's a quirky guy. He's a fun guy, too. So I've always enjoyed him. And uh, he definitely loves the Belcher kids. Teddy is one of those characters where you don't get the full picture, but you just get little drops in the ocean of what makes this character unique. And it's always so strange when you find out little tidbits of his 
backstory. And I think that's one of the, the benefits of this character, at least on the show, is his lack of backstory is that, I mean, I think that's a great thing for all of the characters, including the main characters like Bob and Linda and, the, and everybody like that, is where you have a lack of backstory so that you can fill in the gaps as you go as much as you possibly want. I mean, mm-hmm. with Teddy, you we find out that, like you said, like he had an ex-wife named Denise, but the thing is, to make that even weirder, is that he once saw his wife have sex with a man who dresses as a seal at the amusement park, and so thus he's scared of costume characters. Right, that's the quirkiness. Uh, he's got some strange associations going on in his mind. Yeah, and there's, like, we find out that he was an extra in a movie that was, uh, like, a shark movie that was basically, like, a Jaws ripoff, and we found out that he was uh, he was actually handsome at one time. We don't know <laughs> what happened to him, if it was just life or whatever it was, <laughs> and... We know that he brews his own beer. Yes. Yes, he does. He only has one testicle. We have no idea why he only has one testicle. Uh, He's (laughs) allergic to peanuts, you know, like stuff like that. You know, his favorite color is yellow. We got little, like one thing that I thought was really interesting because we always see him with his hat on. We've never seen him without his hat on like Louise. And he's like in one episode, he said the reason why is because his ex-wife told him that the back of his head looks like a butt. So that's why he wears the hat all the time. Somewhere in the course of the series, we must see that. Just once. Yeah. Just once, so we have that visual burned into our heads for all time. Now, so, okay, running through all of what you've just said, what we know about Teddy really are just kind of details. Mm -hmm. Things like his favorite color and his occupation and little quirky things that maybe set him off. But we don't know a whole lot about... Like, really what makes him tick? Like, what was his upbringing like? What were his parents like? You know, how was he in school? And that sort of a thing. And so in writing his backstory, that's kind of the direction where I want to take it. What do you think about that? About, like, integrating these little little details? I think, yeah, that's that's something that you need to do. I, uh, like, we know, we know little things. I mean, like, uh, this guy is, uh, is clearly behind in some things because... Uh, he said that his dad potty trained him when he was seven, but he finally <laughs> learned when he was 14. Right. And so kind of what I want to get into is what in the world was Teddy's life like that justified that? Or why did that happen? And I want to kind of flesh out his early years, maybe to start off. All right, go for it. Okay. The first place that I think that makes the most sense to start off with are his parents. What sort of parent potty trains their child at seven years old? (laughs) I think Teddy had to have come from some very eccentric parents. And I mean that maybe in the sense of maybe uh, possibly a little behind a little bit, a la Forrest Gump. But then also just really living. You don't necessarily have to go there. You might just it might just be a thing where they live a very different lifestyle that works for them. And that's how they optimally function day to day. They are just beating to a different drummer. (laughs) Well, one thing that uh, definitely I think could be interesting and uh, without going the route of uh, mentally challenged or developmental challenged or anything like that is if his parents were definitely the hippy-dippy sort to Mm. the idea of letting Teddy basically raise himself. Where... (laughs) 
that's a really good idea. I kind of see that where he's left to his own devices and doesn't even realize that maybe he should be potty trained. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I like that a lot better. He was raised by hippy-dippy free spirits. I, I like the idea of like maybe he was raised on a compound with a bunch of other hippies that were like-minded and everything like that. And so when he finally got out of it, maybe that's why he functions differently in society is because he was raised for maybe... I don't know, 20 years, 18 years on a compound far away where his parents like, I don't want to use the word cult, but something to the effect of where it's a society set apart and they have very different ways of interacting. Basically, they have their own subculture within America that is almost untouched by the outside world. Yeah, I don't know if cult would be the way to go. I've, I'm just thinking these are people who just really it's very isolated they want to live their way, and they are two hours at least away from everything else in the civilized world. Maybe that's why he's such a good carpenter and handyman is because they had to take care of everything themselves yeah. on their compound. Like, that you can't hire a carpenter or a handyman because they're so isolated, and so you had to do that stuff yourself. Right, like, where are you going to give, or how are you going to give people directions to the middle of nowhere when you've created no real road, you know? You just walk and you eventually directionally get there, that sort of yeah. thing. Also, mm -hmm. telephones, maybe they used them, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Depends on how isolated these guys wanted to be. But I like that these are very much uh, self-sufficient, do-it-yourselfer type people. They take care of themselves. They are isolated from everything happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And that does not make them bad people. It just means it's very different. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly which I think is very much a testament to Teddy's very loving spirit because Teddy is very much of a carer. That's true. Like he's, he's very much a caregiver and he, he's, he's a very loving person. He's, he's not a bad person. I mean, like he, he's a very kind soul and you can tell that he wants kids even though he doesn't have kids. So we're on this compound. He's being raised by his parents and it's kind of implied that he had a bad relationship with his dad. Uh, yes. We don't know for sure because there's one time he was singing, Daddy, You Are My Enemy. And he starts getting teary-eyed when he's singing that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So maybe that is the catalyst for him leaving the compound because Bingo! we've established that he's a good handyman and, uh, and carpenter because of living on the compound with his hippie parents. He can take care of himself physically, but that explains why he has a hard time interacting within society. And so maybe... The reason why he, it, maybe it's not necessarily that he has a bad relationship with the parents. It's on the rocks because maybe they didn't want him to leave, but he wanted to leave. He wanted to see what, what was out there. Yeah. Or maybe he was banished. <laughs> maybe he was banished because he did something stupid. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> mm, I have one idea. Let me run this by you is maybe teenage years. Maybe he discovers that a lot of kids go to high school when they're his age. And he wants to interact with some peers because he doesn't have many friends on the compound that are his age. Maybe he's taking care of the little ones and he's uh, socializing with the adults, but there's really not a whole lot of other kids that were his age growing up. And so mm -hmm. he wants some friends, darn it. And he sees that as his way to making friends. And of course, he has no emotional skills to make friends. So if we go down that route, of course, it's going to go very badly entering a public school, let's say at the age of 15 or 16, mm -hmm. and having no social skills, he's going to get made fun of, teased, isolated, outcasted, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about that idea where his parents were really against the idea because they see other kids as just 
corrupt and horrible and those parents didn't raise them properly. Those kids know nothing and why would you want to associate with them? I think that's definitely a route that we can go down where if you're so hardcore set on having your own self-sufficient society within the woods somewhere, I think it would it stands within reason that you don't want people to leave. Like you don't want your family to leave because you want them to stay and continue on in the traditions that you've set forth. I mean, that's sure. that's pretty much any any. Why parents. would you want to leave? Yeah. Did we do such a horrible job of raising you and educating you? Have we not done a good enough job? Do you not feel, you know, self-sufficient because that's what they value? And Teddy, his pure little heart, he says, yes, but there's another whole world out there that I just discovered and I have to reach out and grab it. I think because Teddy is Teddy, because even though he's a kind soul, he does constantly screw up, even though he has the best intentions. So I think we need to combine the two where... You know, he wants to go, but his parents aren't letting him. But then maybe he screws up so badly that they're like, you know what? Maybe you don't belong here. Maybe you need to be out there. And I feel Mm. like, what can he do that causes such a ruckus on the compound where they're just like, you know what, Teddy? Okay, just go. He's going to screw up. How is he going to screw up? Something so bad that he loses a testicle. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty bad. (laughs) <laughs> like, like that's how crazy it has to be. <laughs> okay, just one moment. I need to get on Google here and find out how you lose a testicle. <laughs> Typing it in, ways to lose a testicle. Yeah, don't Google image search that. Um, that's, oh, wow. Too late. So what if there, I, I, for some reason, the first thing that pops in my brain is bear attack. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes some sense. You think um, the bear took off his testicle? Let's not read into it too terribly much. Let, let's not get down to the nitty-gritty okay. of the dynamics of it. All but, right, bear accident. But how is that Teddy screwing up? What happens here? We got to flesh this out. Well, I mean, like, we know that Teddy loves to eat. He eats at Bob's Burgers every single day. This guy loves yes. beet. He loves food. And so let's say let's his stomach got him in trouble. And so, like, maybe he went to the snack shed and <laughs> he... Uh, he didn't put it away properly, or he left a trail of literal breadcrumbs to his cabin or to his uh, teepee, whatever mm-hmm. whatever the hippies live in. Whatever they live in, yeah. And it, it brought uh, uh, just a whole group of bears, and so he had to shoo them away, and so he's making himself real big, and uh, it just uh, violence ensued. And then they're just like, you know what, Teddy? You're hurt. Thankfully, you didn't get yourself killed, and you didn't get other people killed. Uh, you were maimed, but thankfully not completely so maybe, maybe a place where bears can attack you is not the best place for you. Hmm. Maybe? I don't know. I feel like that's an idea, but I don't feel like that's a real clincher to the point where pair of parents would say to their child, you should probably go. Give me a counteraction. Or what if, building off of your idea, because I do think that's a great way for him to lose the testicle, basically, is... <laughs> Just, you know, have that listed in the wiki. Lost a testicle due to a bear accident. I see that. <laughs> yes, That's a right? visualization that I think it could exist in this universe. So I want to keep what you've got, but maybe just build on it a little bit. Go for it. I mean, maybe with Teddy being a carpenter slash handyman, maybe since Teddy does love food so much, maybe he built himself his own little snack shed or something. Okay, so he didn't just go to the snack shed. He built it for himself. He made a secret stash that the bear found. 
<laughs> that ultimately just ruined everything and like maybe that led the bear to the rest of the stuff that was in mm. the compound otherwise yeah. c- kept safely so the bear ate all of the food all of the food stores that they had harvested all season long that's sort of a thing to the point where the compound is in pretty dire straits now thanks to this one incident now that i think would be big enough for okay. them to say okay teddy you're on your own <laughs> I like that. I like that because maybe his parents get pressure from the rest of the compound yeah. to say like, okay, Teddy needs to go. And that's why, and that's why Teddy is upset with his dad because his dad agreed to Ooh. it. So maybe, oh, maybe, the, maybe that's what it was. Maybe Teddy didn't want to leave at all. And so he was forced out. And so he was forced out into society because yeah. his dad oh, agreed yeah. to banishment. Yeah. I agree because the parents are getting pressure from everybody else mm-hmm. to out him because they do not want this to happen again. They're going to be spending the rest of the year trying to recoup these losses as it is so they can survive. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Teddy, I mean, he'll do just fine in the city, but he does not belong here anymore. We love him, but he can visit. Just imagine if you could hear, like if you watch the next episode of Bob's Burgers, and like Bob went up to him and said, like, hey, you never talk about your childhood. He's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I grew up on a compound two hours in the woods. And uh, I, right, right about when I was 16, I built a snack shed for myself and it attracted bears and I lost a testicle and my parents kicked me out. It was this whole big thing. Like, you know, like that could totally be a thing that you would hear on Bob's Burgers. Yes, that could absolutely happen. And I can hear Teddy saying to Bob, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> It's a traumatic story. And then we find out that he lost the testicle on top of it all. And just that's the icing on the cake right there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So this is very plausible. I think so. Very plausible. And I think it explains a lot of Teddy's character too, because he is very caring. He is very pure. And he does have the handyman skills because he had to be self-sufficient. That is a great setup for him coming out into the city and living a life and being just a little bit eccentric himself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because he's not completely with it. I mean, he did not grow up in this kind of environment and it also explains why he doesn't have a whole lot of friends. Yeah. Because I mean, think about if you're socially inept or socially awkward, it's harder to make friends, especially if you don't have a base to start with when you're growing up and no wonder he latched on to a woman who didn't appreciate him or, uh, you know, uh, cheated on him because I'm sure he didn't have didn't know what to look for outside of the life on the compound. Right, which is why he takes things the way that he does. And why he, it could be a bigger reason as to why he so desperately wants children. I mean, this, this is a man who sometimes pretends he has children because he yes. keeps a series of kids' bikes in his garage and he just pretends that they're there. I mean, that's sad when you say it out loud. It really is. The poor guy. I mean, in that aspect of things, I really do feel bad for Teddy because he does deserve a loving wife and he deserves a life with children because deep down, I think that's his greatest desire. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Which is also, I think, why uh, when uh, he found out that Denise likes boats, you know, he went out and he did the whole thing with the boats. Yeah. He called it See Me Now, S-E-A, <laughs> Me Now. Yeah, yeah. It, it just like that instinct kicked in, I think, and he thought, oh, this is the way. This is how I'm going to make this happen. And then, uh, well, no, <laughs> no. So now we've established Teddy's growing up, his coming of age. He's now, I would say, a young adult mm-hmm. and 
getting along in the world. Maybe he's just barely scraping by financially, living on his own, working as a carpenter and a handyman. I really like what we've come up with, but I feel like there's one detail that we should include in this backstory, and that is how he and Bob befriended one another. I've always had this in my head where I feel like it would be easy to say like, oh, they met when they were younger, when he maybe they went to school together or when he finally went out into the world because he, he went to that area of the town. He went to, you know, Water Wharf or anything like that. I'm thinking that he meets him later in life and Teddy just latches on hard where it was, you know, it was a couple of years ago. Maybe he, he meets them when the kids were really young or really, really young. But I'm the idea that popped into my head from the word go when we thought about this episode or when we thought about this podcast was the opening credits there's always a reopening and a re-reopening and a re-re-reopening because there's always some sort of damage. It catches on fire or a pole falls <laughs> yes. into it. Well, with Teddy being a handyman, maybe he was the first handyman to help them reopen and fix the damage. And ever since then, he's been coming every day because he just loves the burgers. And he like Ooh. maybe Bob was one of the first people to be nice to him. I have. Yeah. Okay. I want to build on this. I'm thinking maybe as Bob was getting started, like with the whole like the fire thing, what if some sort of defect in the construction is what sort of prompted that or something? Or something was misplaced to where if there was a grease fire, the whole place was going to catch on fire, that sort of thing. And so Bob's had to go through all these incarnations. What if he stumbles upon Teddy, who was just randomly out fixing something? He wasn't even getting paid for it. He was just doing it because he knows how to fix it. and He was setting it right. Bob sees him and says, hey, I need some help but I can't pay you much. <laughs> Would you be willing to help me reopen my diner and I will pay you with free food all day, every day as I develop my <laughs> burger menu? What do you think about that? Match made in heaven. And they're inseparable practically ever since. Uh, so Teddy gets things right. Teddy gets his food. Bob has the handyman of his dreams and the most loyal customer ever. Maybe he didn't think that this guy would come to his shop every single day when he said free food. And so he was entangled <laughs> right. in that agreement where like just a couple of days of work or maybe like a week worth of handyman work cost yeah, him yeah. a burger every single day for like the past eight years or something like that. Well, yeah, let's say like two burgers every day. And he thought this was going to be just a temporary thing until he could get the restaurant reopened. But then Teddy didn't ever leave. I like your idea, but let's twist it just a little bit in something in line with Teddy's personality. I think okay. Teddy would be the one walking by where... <gasps> oh, to Bob's place. Yeah, to Bob's place is clearly in disarray. Like, it's charred, the window's busted, the, yeah. there's a pole through it, and Teddy walks in, and he goes, he's like, yeah, I'll have the uh, If Looks Could Kale burger, and Bob's <laughs> like, uh, guy, are you serious? We're clearly not open. He said he's like he's yeah. like well when are you gonna be are you gonna be open for dinner you know like, yeah, something that's like that perfect Teddy would ask and then he's just like he's like well unless you know how to fix this and this and this and that yeah yeah I I could do that he's like well I can't pay you he's like well how about you give me a free burger okay I'll give you free burgers for life or something like that and he's like okay <laughs> and. Then, and the bam that's how it happens that's how it goes that's perfect oh that's so good okay i think that's where we need to leave off right now we are on top <laughs> that there is go. so good yeah cool okay so we've finally done it we came up with teddy's backstory and why he is a staple at bob's diner <laughs> well there you go awesome very cool 
So before we go, we have been talking about tackling iTunes reviews because we've not done that in a good while. Come to find out we have one person, only one, Tristan, that we need to thank. But I want to give a big amount of thanks, therefore, to McCash33, who gave us five stars, wrote us a lovely review. Thank you for doing that. We need more reviews, you guys. Yes. We're up to 20, but we could use so many more because, well, we're greedy. But also it helps us out so much in terms of iTunes popularity and other people finding the show. So we need your help. If you've not written us a review yet, please do so. And if you give us five stars, we'll give you a shout out on the show. So please, 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 please do that. And I want to say I, I really appreciate what McCash33 wrote in the, in the subject line because they said, To the whiteboard! That's right. I think that needs to become a new staple with you being such a Batman fan. It only seems fitting. You know, to the Batmobile, well, to the whiteboard. I think it's probably a play on to the journey. Uh... That too, that too, <laughs> that too. We're just connecting all of the nerd dots. All of the nerd dots. And so thank you so much for what, for saying that the nerd party has done it again. And speaking of the nerd party, please go to the nerdparty.com. There you can find out about all of our other shows. We got so many different shows that you can listen to. And please go to facebook.com slash the nerd party. From there, you can give us a like. So please go and give us a like and help us reach that milestone of 2,000 likes. And please find us on Twitter as well, at join nerd party. You can find me at the insane Robin. And you can find me at oh the profanity. Well, I think that does it for us for this week, but you know what? Next week, we're going to do it all over again, and whatever incarnation we choose, we are always going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.